from electronic fuel injection to the power sports toys that fuel your weekends, join Walbro each month for Talk and Shop as we discuss all the machines that make life better. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Talk and Shop with Walbro. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern, and I'm thrilled to be joined on the show by Jerry Kibbe. He's the executive vice president at Walbro and president of engine management. Jerry, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, thank you for having me, Tyler. I'm looking forward to the conversation today. I am as well. I am as well. You know, and we're entering a new year now, Jerry, and I think it's a good time to take stock of the current state of the engine management business and also maybe take a look forward at what's going uh, to come in the future. So as you look back now, how would you describe the year 2020 for the engine management industry? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, <laughs> similar to a lot of different uh uh, companies in industry. It was a crazy up and down year, you know, with COVID-19. Um, started out the year pretty strong, right, in January, February, but we got early indications um, that this COVID-19 was was going to have a pretty significant effect. We have a plant in China that we had to shut down in January, right, because this is, as everyone knows, where it all started. And uh, um, once uh, that happened, you know, we took some proactive steps. Our, our CEO, Matt Riddle, uh, did a very great job in, in preparing the rest of the facilities um, on the backdrop of, of our China facility having to shut down. So we saw that coming. And, and sure enough, you know, March came and, um, as you know, uh, all the restrictions started happening. And uh, we actually had to shut down our, our Mexico facility and um, uh, not quite related to engine management, but but in our fuel systems, our, our um, Cass City facility was shut down as well. Um, and then, you know, we started hunkering down uh, like a lot of companies had to, um, not not really sure what the future was going to hold, but uh, doing the best we could. But And then at the end of the second quarter, um, kind of unexpectedly, we saw a surge in demand. Um, and at this point, and it still remains, all sites are exceeding our, our ability to supply, um, tasking our supply base as well. I mean, it, it's a good problem to have for us right now. As you know, other industries, you know, restaurants and such are still getting uh, a significant effect of this. But as we've seen um, in our consumers, right, uh, in the engine management space, the people that are, you know, doing work on their lawns, uh, going out, uh, playing with some of their toys in the yard, you know, as we all stayed home, I think they all decided to do a lot of yard work. Um, and so, and also, you know, ones that uh, maybe had a professional company coming in and, and doing some of that trimming, some of that mowing, uh, decided to, to take on their, themselves. And that has, has spiked demand. Um, but overall, we're very proud um, that no Walboro employee has caught COVID at our, any of our plants. Um, with all the added measures that we put in place um, uh, worldwide, um, we're just very proud of that. That's certainly something to be proud of. And and, and to your earlier point, I, I know that I've never had a longer honey-do list than I have over the last several months as my you know wife and I spent more time at home and she was able to look around and really take stock of some of the things that hadn't gotten done around the house. You know, I, that my, my list just kept growing. And so I, I, I certainly understand uh, that, that perspective of people just with more time on their hands at home and looking around and saying, all right, I can do some of these things. I can tackle some of these uh, some of these different sure. uh, projects around the house, and that 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 makes a lot of sense to me. 
So uh, one of the things that I, I think really stood out about the year 2020 was that for a lot of businesses, it became about um, adaptability and evolving and, and changing as the times demanded it. How did you really see that play out, specifically in the engine management space there at Walbro, with, with how you were able to pivot and change and, and kind of evolve what you were able to do just to, to, match, to match what you were seeing in the marketplace? Well, one thing we try to do is be very agile, right, in, in all of our facilities. You know, we have plants uh, worldwide, China, um, Mexico, Thailand, and Japan, and, and our, our customer base is, is pretty much worldwide. So as that demand ebbs and flows, you know, we work with, within each facility um, and, and as a team, trying to, to move product around where necessary if we're over capacity. And that's one thing that, that we've done this year, um, we're, we're like I mentioned, um, demand is exceeding our ability to supply. So we've actually moved some product from from Thailand and back to Japan to to be able to um, su- supply that. And you know, heading into 2021 here, <laughs> everything is still pretty hard to predict, right? We're seeing the vaccinations roll out now, which is fantastic, right? Um, but and our, our orders still remain strong, you know, but at some point a slowdown is, is going to come. And w- we know that and whether that's going to come in the back half of this year in 2022, um, you know, it, it's anyone's um, guess at this point. So the, our, just our ability, like I mentioned, just to be as agile as possible, staying close to the customer base, um, listening to, to the industry experts and, and watching, you know, uh, quite frankly, COVID nineteen takes precedence uh, over most everything right now. Just just watching those vaccinations come out and seeing how they're working and uh, seeing the the implementation of that and and hopefully, uh, as I'm sure you your sentiment is the same. You know, we can get this uh, behind us and look forward to a bright future. Absolutely, absolutely. I I, I look forward to that future uh, very eagerly. Um, but uh, but as you look forward, you, you mentioned just how hard 2021 is to predict and how hard it is to really understand and kind of know the marketplace right now. But when you look at the engine management business and, and when you look at the industry as a whole, what do you see as the future of engine management? Are there trends? Are there uh, evolutions that are happening uh, on the product side or things along those lines that you're keeping a close eye on? Sure. Yeah, as you know, um, if you go to any Home Depot or, or Lowe's, there, there's a lot of uh, battery product on the shelf these days that, you know, 10 years ago, uh, most everything would have been uh, gas. And we've seen that uh, erode some of our market share over the last several years, uh, particularly on the uh, the handheld side. Is, is we break our engine management uh, uh, division into two main segments, handheld and ground support. Handheld you think of uh, trimmers or blowers, uh, chainsaws, anything that you would you know play around with, if you will, in with your hands. Um, the, the other side, the ground support, is you know more like your riding mowers that uh, are used. Uh, you know, with the customers that have bigger lawns or professionals or uh, even uh, in golf courses, perhaps, right? So we've seen a lot of that battery. Um, penetration on the handheld side and it will continue and and we know that so short short to midterm um we will continue to see shrinkage on that battery side it's customers that uh purchase those batteries they don't need a lot of runtime or power right so that's the goal to alternative right and uh as 
they move more and more towards zero emission, um, that's going to be one of the uh, uh, choices uh, that will continue. But we're also looking at uh, additional uh, technology called hydrogen fuel cell technology for the longer term. Um, perhaps we can talk uh, a little bit more about that. But but those are the two main changes, uh, the battery penetration and the hydrogen fuel cell technology that are uh, evolving here in the engine management group. Yeah, I would love to know more about the, the hydrogen fuel cell, like like you're talking about, and, and maybe what makes it an attractive option for the future as, as things continue to evolve and as that technology continues to come into maturation. Right. Yep. As I mentioned, uh, for consumers that don't need a lot of runtime or power, um, the go-to alternative is batteries. But for those that need more power, um, more longer runtime, um, they're looking at technologies like the hydrogen fuel cells. So um, it's the same electric motor, um, but it's not instead of powered by batteries, it's, it's powered by a hydrogen fuel cell. Um, so, so you think of those consumers that, uh, you know, they, they hop on a, a razor or, or they have a chainsaw and in the, um, in the, in the forest, you know, they don't have the ability or want, uh, to, to go recharge a battery, um, every, every few hours, you know, they want something they can just refuel like gas. Right. But, uh, Obviously, uh, there's a big push towards zero emissions, right? Uh, those regulations are, are coming at some point, right? They're rolling out uh, faster in California, but then uh, we'll, we'll soon uh, get to the rest of the U.S. and the rest of the world, quite frankly. So there's looking for those alternatives at, at zero emission, and you just it's very difficult, if not impossible, to get there with gasoline internal combustion engines. So hydrogen fuel cells that... Uh, you can maintain that zero emissions, but at a lower cost and a lower weight than either the lithium ion battery or the lead acid battery today. Um, difficulty with hydrogen is a bulky, right? Um, but weight is, is more of a factor for, for our customers. And uh, hydrogen uh, weighs a lot less than the amount of uh, batteries you'd need to put on a similar application to get the same amount of power or the same amount of uh, runtime. So, we are starting to see this already in, in, in other industries, right? You see it in automotive today. Um, at the end of the decade, uh, we think it's going to be prominent in automotive. You know, and there's, there's companies out there that are working on um, the integration of their fuel cells already. You know, Toyota, Honda, Cummins, that they, they are working on this. So we know this is coming. So uh, we are uh, here uh, and, and uh, have a team dedicated to help advance this in our engine management space. You know, a, a lot of work needs to be done, but uh, we are on the forefront and looking at the solutions necessary to support this technology. You know, our, uh, our expertise, you know, is delivering fuel and air into a, uh, a black box, if you will. Like right now it's called an internal combustion engine and uh, we're, we're fully integrated. You know, it's, we have a division uh, here in, uh, engine management, but, but we also have uh, fuel systems where we supply tanks, right, and, and pumps. So so we are uh, have that ability and technology. Um, right now, we we deal in gas and air uh, in that mixture. But in the future, you know, it's it's hydrogen and possibly clean air, right, to uh, to fuel the the fuel cell. So and this is our expertise. We even actually, Tyler, we do butane applications today in Japan. So we're we have experience, yeah, with gaseous product. You know, that goes mainly on uh, on generators today, but uh, you know, it gives us a, a leg up in, in in some of that technology. So, 
uh, we're working on concepts uh, for this uh, today, you know, and, and we believe, you know, where you're going to see it first in the engine management space is going to be on ground support. Um, but, you know, you could easily move to backpack blowers, trimmers, you know, those are the some of the first handheld uh, that we think are going to switch over. So in the future, and when, when we say the future, you know, it's by the end of the decade for sure on ground support, but, um, you know, hard to talk about, but, you know, 2030 and beyond, right, is is probably when that handheld stuff will, will uh, you know, we will start to see it uh, more, more into the market. Well, Tyler, we've talked a lot about the hydrogen technology and batteries, right, going towards uh, the zero emissions that we know are ultimately coming. But just want to let you know, we can support the current regulations that are out there and, until you can get that absolutely zero emissions. We, we have a product called electronic fuel injection out there and two systems, uh, one in the market today. It's our high pressure system. Uh, it's a lower price point than our competitors. And you'll find those on lawnmowers and, and golf carts um, today. Um, we designed this from our, our low cost carbon ignition experience instead of coming from the, the high-priced uh, automotive system. So that gives us an advantage over the, our competitors. We do also offer a low-pressure system at a significantly reduced price, even from our high-pressure system. So this mainly eliminates the fuel pump needed and in, in some other sensors driving that price down pretty significantly. Uh, as I mentioned, either system will achieve all the emissions requirements until they are driven down to zero. Um, so we can fill that gap from where we're at today to uh, uh, 5, 10, you know, 15 years down the line. Very excited about that. Yeah, absolutely. And and that represents just a, a huge area of, of innovation. And, you know, you, you started off by mentioning regulation in the state of California. And and I do wonder just how close of an eye you keep on on regulations and, and seeing those change in different spots and how that kind of affects. And you mentioned the the ability to stay nimble earlier. I'm, I'm imagining that as regulations evolve in different spots that that you do, uh, that, that does require uh, some agile operating on your perspective uh, to keep up with all those regulations. No, absolutely, Tyler. We have uh, uh, a department just dedicated to nothing but uh, regulations and, and keeping track of that, you know, sitting on uh, the different, uh, not only, uh, you know, our industry, um, um, but, but also, you know, others as, as far as looking beyond uh the scope that that uh, we typically play in, but uh, yeah, trying to keep our ear to the ground and, and trying to influence where possible the, the the regulations going forward. So we've mentioned a couple of times now just that that importance of agility in the marketplace. Um, were there any ways that that Walbro adjusted and, and restructured your operations to meet those those current needs, but also f- anticipating future needs of your customers? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this uh, last year. As we headed into the uh, end of 2020, we shifted the company a little bit and how we're managing uh, into three distinct business units. Uh, we had always managed them um, uh, together, right, uh, over the last, uh, I would say, five years, where, uh, uh, but we reported them separately. Th- those three are, are engine management, fuel systems, and aftermarket. And so now we have our own uh, dedicated teams, you know, uh, with a, a, a lead, a president of, of each one of those business units to, to become uh, more quicker, uh, more agile to the responses uh, of our interchanging uh, needs of the customer base. So, you know, specifically here in, in engine management, as I mentioned, we have four plants worldwide and we're taking a very hard look 
at uh, where we supply our product from um, today. You know, it's it, it, it's um, not easy, but it's it's doable to move product around to help reduce those lead times um, to to our uh, customers, and 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 that's one thing that really helps with the agility um, and and to be much more responsive as as the customers um, their demand uh, changes right. Another way we've restructured our engine management group, um, just trying to understand the needs of our customers and to fulfill those, is the introduction of die casting. We uh, launched a couple of years ago die casting down in our uh, Los Mochis, Mexico facility, uh, more to reduce the lead time and expand our overall product offerings here in North America. Uh, we currently have six machines down there in that Mexico facility with the ability to expand. Definitely, definitely. So, uh, Jerry, as we begin to wrap up this this conversation and and really start to look ahead to 2021, if you could speak directly to your customer base and and tell them about the things that Walbro is doing to anticipate 2021 and to be there to meet their needs, what kinds of things would you communicate? What what would you want to say directly to your consumer base? One thing that I would mention is, you know, we're here for you. We're doing everything possible to to meet the demand that, as I mentioned, is just. Uh, Right now, it exceeds our ability, quite frankly. So we're working where we can to to adjust schedules, um, to bring in um, more people if possible. But but at some point, we're just uh, we're just very limited in, in what we can do. So we are staying as close as possible, and we will continue to support each and every one of our customers uh, on an ongoing basis here. But but also um, as we uh, get through here, twenty twenty one and look towards the future, right? As I mentioned, that hydrogen fuel cell technology, we are looking for, for a partner, right? Um, on, on one of our, one or more of our customers to, to see that vision, right? And, and join alongside of us so we can work together. Uh, we know this technology is coming and uh, we look forward to, to, to working with, with them together, right? To be successful, if they're successful, we're successful, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Jerry Kibbe, Executive Vice President at Walbro and President of their Engine Management there. So, Jerry, thank you so much for joining us here on uh, Talk and Shop. Thank you, Tyler. It was a pleasure. Have a great day. Thank you. You as well, Jerry. And everyone, thank you for listening. We hope you have an awesome day as well. Make sure to stay tuned for upcoming episodes of Talk and Shop, and you can make sure that you get those episodes right there on your mobile device or on your computer by subscribing uh, there on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or really wherever you get your podcasts, uh, you can find Talk and Shop so you can stay up to date with everything going on throughout the industry and get more thought leadership along the same lines as what Jerry provided here on this episode. So stay up to date with all things Walbro. Also, make sure you go visit the Walbro website site uh, to get news and information there as well. And we'll be back soon with those new updates. But until then, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks for listening.